See It or Screw It is a spoiler-heavy show. If that's an issue for you, then you can currently watch Josie and the Pussycats on Stars. If that's not an issue for you, then on with the show. Welcome to See It or Screw It. My name's TJ Davis. He, him, pronouns alongside. I am Emily Schick, and my pronouns are she and her. Yeah, yeah, Emily. Hi, I'm Dan Murphy. My pronouns are he and him. Hi, I'm Pori him. And on this episode, oh, Dan, I didn't tell you that I was changing what its subtitle is, but we're doing another cult camp. Okay. Because we just did a teen bop and it works as a cult camp. So we're doing a cult camp. <laughs> no the... repeating themes. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do like two weeks in a row unless it's like a theme month. You know, yeah, that's fair. It's just personal preference. And as your benevolent overlord, I make these big decisions. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> We are doing the 2001 satirical musical comedy film, Josie and the Pussycats, based off of Archie Comics, Josie and the Pussycats. Something I had no idea at all until, I don't know, like now. I mean, (laughs) yeah. I forget every time because the first time I saw the movie, I had no idea. And then I continued to not know until like very recent. I always go, oh, it's a, yeah. I mean, looking into it, I mean, like they've made more more appearances in the comics since the film but their book had been mostly discontinued for most of our lifetimes uh, mm. when uh when the movie was made because looking into it, i think like like it had like it was popular in the 70s i think it ran from like the 60s until like 1982 and it had a cartoon show that was largely a scooby-doo ripoff um right. mm-hmm. that like existed in the 70s but like didn't See. really have much prominence until like the movie now that's how i mostly remember them is the cartoon show or at least like the archie cartoon yeah Um, because it was similar to like garfield and friends of like three different segments usually and one to two had like archie and friends or you had like a jughead Mm. standalone but like i grew up you know with cable pretty much all my life so i would watch like the first iterations that were cartoon network and mm. they would just show like a bunch of the old Hanna-Barbera stuff because that's where their contracts were. So I right. definitely saw a whole bunch of like Josie and the Pussycat shorts while I was growing up. And yeah, you're and right. all, it, it really uh, is just them and like Funimation, like, uh, yeah. yeah, that that's really cheapo style where they're just mm-hmm. like cranking them out as fast as possible with as le- less little animation as possible. Oh, yeah. 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 Still quite when... charming. Like there's also people working on them hard as well you know you can it's kind of that it's got a kind of punk vibe in a way even though it's very like roger corman (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's like the uh korean animation studio gag in uh clerks the cartoon you know you want truth you can't handle the truth show me the money big american party (laughs) who is driving car bear is driving car how can that be (laughs) (laughs) but hey we're not talking about clerks cartoon this time why not (laughs) <laughs> oh man i wrong like, podcast i yeah. mean at some point we should do probably do an Ask universe film but um not yet. oh yeah i'm actually surprised we haven't yet yeah i'd love Weird. to shit yeah. on some kevin's <laughs> <laughs> we'll rewatch chasing amy time. and talk about how horribly it's aged yeah, yeah I, I mean the thing is at least it's well-meaning um and it's not as as cringe as other things i think but it does have some major bi erasure issues so i've uh, oh, i've yeah. gone i went from a childhood super fan to an adult kind of well wisher <laughs> and just yeah the, and no more than that because i, I but I, I watch a lot of this stuff 
and like sometimes I see improvement and sometimes he go you know he goes up and down. I really like, enjoyed Clerks yeah. three personally. I do. Uh, it's better than usual. Like I don't know. I thought it took two. a weird dark turn <laughs> at the ending. Um, I'm not a huge fan of how they dealt with Rosario Dawson's cat character. I thought that was terrible. Yeah, really. yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> oh yeah, really badly done drama. <laughs> But hey, speaking of Rosario Dawson, we watched the yeah. movie that she was in. Haha. Nice. Bring, it, bring it back around. Bring it back around, guys. Um, yeah, I already said, oh, MGM is who this is. Mm. Okay, so maybe they have contracting with them. I don't know. Stars is a really weird network, but I... I'm always shocked that they're still in business, to be honest. They're, they're uh, they have an... Outlander. They're, they're such a they're such a third tier to hbo and showtime and always have been they yeah. are but I, I would suspect that having shows like outlander is why they're still around like yeah no i have I, no idea how big that is no i mean honestly their tv series i think is are doing better than showtimes um so you know good on the thing that. that i see them pushing all the time that i know nothing about is what is it power or power and then it's oh, like yeah, separated power. in books. Seems yeah. like they that must be doing well because like there's four seasons and they've marketed or at least they're trying to make it be a thing. I've never watched any of it, but it's all about like my understanding is it's about pretty much like Suge Knight and crew. Oh. But okay. like not actually them, but not okay. Like so a, it's like a an family of uh, yeah, a family right. of producers, uh, but there's like you know, murder and deceit and right, like the gemstones shit. is about the Falwells, but not really. Yeah, that kind of vibe. Um, but yeah, I I, I mostly like that they get a lot of random horror because if you know anything about me, I love mm. horror, <laughs> and I'll watch like wow, really any horror movie, pretty much. <laughs> like also, the, wow, really? Yeah, wow, really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good for you because there's so many of them because yeah. it's the first movie anyone ever seems to try and make when they're moving on to something else yeah tj will watch anything <laughs> i i did turn off a, a movie like halfway through recently that i won't even mention because it was that fucking bad oh wow. uh, what was that horrible one that we tried watching and failed the the, the something about boner juice <laughs> oh the Something, something. Uh, yeah, it was like the unquenchable thirst of boner juice. Oh my god! It was. I mean, that's. It was. It was so bad, but it was supposed to be like a sci-fi musical rock opera thing. Okay, it's like this could be fun, bad, and it's like no, this is bad. bad. It was. It was. It was legit bad. Bad. It wasn't as bad as. Jeepers Creepers Reborn, or whatever the fuck oh, the fourth God. one was. Yeah, the movie no, by that, the that's like guy? the worst movie I've seen in a long time. Why are they rebooting the pedo guy's movie? Uh, I don't know. I loved the first one before I knew that he was a pedo guy. Yeah. But yeah. A really, uh, re- not, not to, to I'm, not, I'm not gonna speak on it. <laughs> Just, yeah, he's awful. Don't Google him unless you really want to be unbelievably depressed also also francis ford coppola's um like protection of him to this day is the most baffling horrifying thing that makes zero sense to me like legal legal defense shit like that yeah i mean that's always one of the things that just tanks uh 
uh, Mia Farrow's credibility is how much she defends Roman Polanski. So right, you know, which still yeah. fucking blows my mind. Yeah, yeah. You're just kind of like, well, I get you know people that I think that was more of a thing, you know. I guess I wonder like those kind of bonds, but it still seems bizarre to me. But also more to the fact that no, so few people seem to know about it. You know, like yeah. um, that it's kind of like uh, sucks. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it sucks indeed, especially for the victims. Not like um, this movie, though. This no, movie's this fun. movie's actually pretty <laughs> awesome. And it has aged surprisingly well, given that it came out in 2001 and stars Tara Reid. Yeah, it's um, mostly, yeah, it's mostly some, aw. like, cultural references well, that's just, like, I don't know well, what you're American referring Pie to. American Pie has not aged well. Yeah, apparently. No, she's great in this. Oh, yeah, and this. she got this role off the back of being an American Pie, apparently. Yeah, it didn't so. Absolutely. Yeah, didn't even have to uh, audition. She was the only one of the three who didn't have to audition because they just gave her the part based off of American Pie. Yeah, but she's doing, I was saying, like, she's doing, like, Homer Simpson level stupid in this movie, and I love it, you know? It's, it's like, it's yeah. just such, like, new level, you know? Those no, no, of, the, that, that opening, like, one of her- Barely a human. So many stupid. of her, like, early gags are great. Like, I love yeah. the, like, I, I could be in multiple places at once, so that she's, like, running from different rooms, saying, <laughs> like, I could be here <laughs> and here. <laughs> like, very funny stuff. Dumb gag. And good gag. Know, laugh. Dumb <laughs> gag, but it's a good gag. All right, so it was uh, directed and co written by Harry Elefante and Deborah Kaplan. Um, you might know them from such other theatrical movie, the only other one they released. Um, can't hardly wait. Which is, I love can't hardly wait too. Oh, I, I think it's watch, aged watch way it less well. Yeah, than this, but yeah, watch it again because it is not aged well. Because after learning that, I was like, oh shit, I should revisit that. It has not aged well. Future aged like Malk, maybe. Uh, I hate its name. I hate its name so much. Can't no, the title hardly wait. Can't, can't hardly, hardly wait. wait. It's so <laughs> awkward. I hate it. I mean, welcome I, to America. Yeah, I mean, it works as, as '90s wait. American slang, but like, yeah. I think I put myself through this. I've like watched this movie and just and it's just a haze. You know, I have no memory of it. I'm looking at the cover and I'm like, yeah, I saw that. It sucks. <laughs> i don't know i like oh. i like the, the the um ensemble narrative structure of it yeah um, you get to see uh actors young which is you get to see young actor but i mean it's also just the fact that it's basically like i think it's like four or five subplots that's just constantly cutting between um and i think that the rhythm of that works fairly well um but i haven't watched it in a long time um, okay, I'm we gonna... should probably talk about um, Josie and the Yeah, <laughs> just one second break protocol though. And uh, on on the review side, I use Criticer. There's someone's review here uh, for Can't Hardly Wait. There are certain moments in cinematic history that will be remembered forever, whether it be the tears on Falconetti's face in Passion of Joan of Arc, John Wayne at the end of The Searchers, or Rosebud in Citizen's Kane. But they all pale in comparison to the party being broken up and can't hardly wait, set to Blink 182's Damn It. Uh, <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> that That is a far better written review than I think that movie actually deserves. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to give that one a star. Yeah. <laughs> star for you, gold star. But hey, as for Josie and the Pussycats, 
the members of the successful boy band du jour uh played by seth green breckenmeyer um donald Faison, donald Faison, and, and a fourth uh, guy i didn't recognize who's the only one did. who's credited i believe yeah i think the other three are yeah. not credited yes you're and right less <laughs> yeah <laughs> But um, I mean, the other one is them. the only, the other one actually appears in two scenes where in two well they appear in more than two scenes yeah but, you know more than just the beginning of the movie because the other characters show up in, that's kind of weird body <laughs> do anyone does anyone know the reason for that they're in it for quite a long a long time to not be credited like um I mean Seth Green it was done as a favor so they wouldn't have to take um, okay so scale. they didn't have to get yeah because yeah. they were oh, friends okay. of theirs from doing can't hardly wait because all four of them were in Can't Hardly Wait. The only one that actually needed the money at that time was the guy who played Les. So he's the only one who's actually credited. Okay, yeah. so they didn't want money for it, is what you're Correct. saying. Okay, right. Like, same th- same reason why, like, Eugene Levy is uncredited in this, because he was like, Excellent. yeah, I'll Excellent come in and cameo. just do this. Yeah. An afternoon would be fun. P- kids like yeah. me these days. Thanks, American Pie. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I also think that at their cameos are, it, it, like, in such a, like, they were competing for, like, leading roles at that time, so they don't want to get pigeonholed as willing to take supporting work. Um, So. Well, that would also make sense. Um, I feel like Donald Faison and Seth Green were far more successful than uh, Brecken Meyer, but Brecken Meyer was kind of on his way up when this came up. Uh, yeah. 2001 was the year that was the first season of Robot Chicken, I think. Yeah. Is it? So, Holy shit, is it that old? I think it is, because I think it's Robot Chicken and Aqua Teen were like right around the same time. Good I think, lord, I feel Yeah, you get now. to look that one up, Emily. I'm, I'm going to keep on going with this. Sign with the Mega pop music label, mega records oh 2005 dang yeah well i knew i knew robot chicken was when i was in college 18 years ago yeah but they the the they had a show for four seasons they had they had a show that started in 2001 oh, that um that before robot chicken actually became robot chicken so they were mm. doing work on shit like that before robot chicken premiered hmm. oh were they both on greg the bunny <laughs> Because that would be yeah, hilarious. Probably were. I think so, yeah. <laughs> oh, Greg the Money. <laughs> that show is not good. Though I loved its appearance in uh in the Florida project. Um, I thought that that was like yes. like I felt like they wanted to get like I rights to Sesame Street and couldn't, but it actually works better <laughs> that's Greg the Money because it's like that's not a show that's really appropriate for a child that age to be watching, even that though it does have puppets. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's that's genius. There's totally a lot that movie. something I would have watched at that age. Yeah. <laughs> exactly it's like um there's so many great little details about those fucked up kids in that movie <laughs> all right so du jour confront wyatt frame alan cumming an executive with the label on their private jet expressing concern about the strange backing track that they discovered on their single track du jour around the world after the band members and du jour is a very uh you know Hilarious they're backstreet nice. boys but yeah, yeah well i mean they're like i love the fact that they're called du jour to highlight the fact that they are are a of very flash in the band <laughs> right and, like, and then band. and then i love their single that they play is backdoor lover which has all <laughs> kinds of like horrible yeah. subtext to it oh <laughs> yeah Whoa. just very dirty right out the gate it's hilarious <laughs> also the the du jour the guy who keeps saying is like du jour is family and like, yeah. <laughs> is uh you know this face or whatever like all this dialogue is just great to me yeah oh, i always man. wonder like, how laughing. much of that was scripted and how much of that was like them kind of riffing on that because if, i mean 
yeah. it feels riffy it feels riffy yeah. you know yeah. like it feels like the that like early of that kind of mckay set kind of thing like they must have been doing something similar to that with the kind of like they have the lines and then they keep throwing at additional stuff and parker posey's stuff very much seems like that too yeah yeah Yeah. um after the bands get into a fight wyatt and the planes pilot parachute out of the jet emily you were a fan of this line what what was it oh uh take the chevy to the levee or yeah. something like that <laughs> yeah because uh okay for like i i feel like I, I had to explain this reference the other night but it yes it's from the song american pie which was written about the crash that killed buddy holly and the big bopper and uh fuck who's the third one uh, anyway ricky valance okay thank you uh yeah so it's a song about it's a reference to musicians getting killed in a plane crash because you know yeah that's what that's about to happen to them or yeah, so we think. It's, yeah it's, it's so such a think. good code word it is <laughs> it's perfect uh leaving the jet to crash with the band still on board presumably like this does a terrible way of foreshadowing quote-unquote killing them it's like mm-hmm. all right cool <laughs> Um, we just spoiled the ending for this twenty-two-year-old uh, movie. Sorry, guys, <laughs> they're not dead. That's, you know, <laughs> oh, this is a spoiler-heavy show. So yeah, yeah, yeah. This is. And a we, I, I don't know. I wouldn't be hating on Wikipedia for that one too hard. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. fine. <laughs> we'll live. I actually, well, like, I, I forgot. I mean, I had seen the movie a long time ago, but I like immediate, like, and I don't always do that. But I immediately remembered. They come back at the end, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it, if it isn't even already kind of obvious, just by the way you don't see them after they crash, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, well, come on, they're coming back. They have to. I, mean, I know. I mean, sort the of fa- a rule: if you want to make sure they're dead, they have to die on screen. Exactly. I mean, and they have to. I mean, it's always kind of a thing of like, yeah, you want to show like them um, dying on screen or having some like shouty thing or like, you know, I mean, it's uh, like the th- thing that's all I always love pointing to is fucking in GoldenEye, which Sean Bean in mm. dies three times in the movie <laughs> because you have the initial fake out that's like drives the plot and then he right. gets pushed off the satellite and then the satellite falls on him. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. I do like an especially bad, bad guy to die multiple times. I mean, that's 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 the whole gag in horror as well. But sometimes it's yeah. like it's like it's kind of like a balance because if you go too far, you know, it's a comedy. It's like you go you repeat too many times. It's unfunny. You repeat the right amount of times. It's hilarious. So it's yeah. like, yeah. Good old rule of threes. Mm. Yeah. All right. Landing outside the town of Riverdale. Uh, oh, hey, where do I know Riverdale from? Archie Comics. Oh, oh fun boy. fact. There's a scene in the montage where we're meeting the Pussycats where they're brushing their teeth because Archie Comics specifically said, we need something wholesome in this movie. Yeah. Else we won't <laughs> no, no. Like, like Archie Comics freaked out that this that this movie was like too adult themed. And that's like, um, and then you made Riverdale like, 15 years later like... oh well you know that's, that's <laughs> but it's a, that's totally time-based you know yeah. the world got scuzzier yeah. in the meantime you know like but it also makes me wonder what james gunn's like pg-13 scooby-doo movie is mm, instead of mm. the pg scooby-doo movie that we got because it, yeah. because of the failure of this they wanted scooby-doo to be like not as adult 
Right. Yeah. I never saw I never saw it because like it oh, definitely if Surprise. if they had gone more for the alternative style, I probably would have been more interested, but they clearly were coding it at you know, like well, I mean, it's this is a kid's they movie. Shot, they shot stuff that like still hints at things. Because I mean, I, I know that they have deleted scenes that heavily imply that Velma is a lesbian. Um, and hmm. they like cut all of that stuff. So it's like it's interesting because I know that in one of the more recent cartoon shows, I do think they made it her canonically a lesbian, but like you know, did they ever release that stuff to changed. watch? Uh, I think it's on DVDs. I think the deleted scenes are on DVDs. At least some of them are. No, so. oh, cool. Um, why begin searching for a replacement band for DuJour? Eventually discovering struggling local rock band, the Pussycats. I, man, it, per, portions of these really just skip over like a lot of the fun in the movie because they're yeah. taking down like number one band in the world as like he's just not paying attention driving along and catches a glimpse of the three of them being kicked out from in front of we haven't even mentioned product placement yet being kicked out mm-hmm. from in front of uh, uh was it a puma store it's not a Steve uh, Madden. It's... I, I think it's a footlocker oh no it was something classier than footlocker fuck i forget uh, the most way. memorable branding that I'll only remember too, and that's the McDonald's shower and the uh, yeah the, the, the Evian in the, the aquarium. Yeah, that's <laughs> my favorite one. Uh, I love and, the Evian and, in the aquarium. And and the the apartments that are decorated with like Target branding, so like yeah. everything's yeah. red and white. Like that's actually I'm like you know I could actually get by that. <laughs> I mean, oh, the, yeah, sicko. the private jet has all the Target logo stuff, and I'm like, I feel like they were using that set already existed for like the ad for like target ads and then they just used it as like claiming this was actually a private jet that existed yes (laughs) it's like they're living in a commercial and it's pretty awesome it's very well done well and that's one of the things i dig about this is like as you watch through it and like they keep on seeding different trends you keep Mm. on seeing a trend change in clothing in like certain establishing shots where like once it's pink then it's orange then it's blue yeah. uh then we get like you know psychedelics yeah it's no, got you have, great you, attention to detail this yeah thing. no you do have the 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 like fangirls go from like like pink is the new red orange is the new pink blue is the new orange um, mm. <laughs> and they do change their uh wardrobe accordingly <laughs> And this but, movie but is shot like there's yeah. like like the masses like the the <laughs> yeah. shot in the aquarium like everyone's wearing blue in that shot when they're running away from the crowds in the aquarium before the Evian thing. And I it's feel, like all right, cool. Yeah, big time. I feel you like feel. they I feel that they go um uh like they it's surprising direction of, on some of the scenes like when the three the way that their uh rivals or the the popular girls who hate them and then like them later those scenes are shot like fucking like a racer head or something oh like, yeah with the, the fish the eye lens. The, yeah the fisheye lens and they're screaming right in your face mm-hmm. and it's like it's so it's so <laughs> antagonistic and aggressive it was like i'm not expecting this from this movie you know like it really it takes a lot of bizarre chances and i really like that about it but i could see why it might not <laughs> might be a little bit unpalatable Oh, and Emily, do you remember what like the code word was if they had a nonconformist? Like, like oh, the one shit. time he speaks into his wrist after the girl comes up and is like, "Yeah, I'm not part of the crowd." 
it's it uh, something. Oh. It smells like like teen spirit. It smells, it smells like teen like spirit. Oh, That's what it was. <laughs> uh, on a on a totally un on a totally unrelated note to the movie, I guess uh, I'm wearing Teen Spirit right now. Mm. Uh, nice. So you still smell like Teen Spirit. I sure do. <laughs> you nonconformist. <laughs> All right, uh, the rock band, the Pussycats, lead vocalist and guitarist Josie McCoy, drummer. Uh, Josie McCoy is, uh, why am I Rachel Lee Cook? Rachel Lee Cook. I, all I could think yeah. of was kiss me, because mm-hmm. uh, the man, she's all that. Baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, that's the thing is that, like, like yeah, I, I, it was interesting to lord about like like what the internet is claiming some of the casting stuff was on this because like the producers initially wanted zoe de chanel but at that time she was an unknown so they couldn't so they didn't want to cast her um which is crazy because i think she would have been perfect in this role um and then they also auditioned like Aaliyah and lisa lopez for um Mm -hmm. for for valerie um but ultimately they wanted someone who could act though i mean everyone always claims uh... Aaliyah was a really good actress that had her life tragically cut short but Mm, yeah you know no, I, she's definitely one of those ones that i wish i could have seen what else she had done uh but no she was too serious for them <laughs> she, she was playing it too straight and uh left eye was playing it too aloof and then that's how they came on rosario dawson because they had seen her and i think it was kids in 95 which oh, like great flick if you've never seen it yeah like, kids is a movie that we should probably watch at some point uh, kids I'm is curious a fucked to up movie that yeah it is yeah i've never seen it uh, larry it's, clark it's the director watching. is a scary dude <laughs> yeah i mean I, I really do need to see more of his shit because like that was the other thing is like what's what's the what's the stupid like uh james franco one that came out like like five years ago or whatever because that one also sounded like that's fucked up why does that movie exist <laughs> so. yeah I'm, I remember oh, his one. I saw with, him, with her and Megan, with him and Megan Fox. No, it's like, I didn't think it. I thought the other actors were like, it's like he's kind of like a cult leader, kind of. I think I vaguely like know what you're talking breakers? about. Spring Breakers? Yeah, Spring Breakers. That's what okay. I was saying. Harmony Corinne? Yeah. Yeah. Harmony Corinne, uh, I think, is more just like a typical kind of Andy Kaufman type. Um, but like Larry Clark, like his filmography is very odd. If you if you go through it, because I, I watched like the next two movies he did, and one of them is just bizarre. Yeah, I don't know. I he is someone I would like to. I I I felt like th- there's not really he hasn't done much in in a while either. But uh, uh, Bully is worth watch for sure. It's intense, and oh, I think it, yeah. Kids is pretty Bully's good intense. too. Uh, but uh, you know they're yeah, odd. He's a scary old man. <laughs> scary old man casting teenagers yeah you but hey at least there aren't any known allegations at least to me about right you know i'm sure it's all above board but the guy from jeepers creepers yeah okay let's not i'm sorry let's not well i mean harmony corinne has apparently signed petitions in support of roman polanski bringing it all back so oh Uh, wow okay great nice one harmony yeah yeah that sucks (laughs) so drummer drummer melody valentine um Tara Reed and bassist and backup vocalist Valerie Brown, um, Rosario Dawson. Uh, the group accepts Wyatt's immediate offer of a record deal despite the uh, seeming impo- implausibility, and they are soon flown to New York City with their manager, Alexander Cabot, and his sister, Alexandra. 
uh fucking alexander was somebody of a moment alexandra's missy pile uh alexander is like did anyone else watch or at least see an episode or something of um uh royal pains no no oh yeah i know what you're talking about yeah i think he's the brother in that uh probably he's he's one of those that actors yeah yeah. like he was the brother of the guy yeah the, the guy was like a doctor on uh um, Long Island, and this was his brother. Paolo mm-hmm. Costanzo is the actor's name. I've seen him in a ton of stuff. Yeah, like, I mean that's why I say familiar. he's a that guy actor. He's, well, he's that the guy ex- that you he's see. He's in the he's like, oh. Emily. Oh, oh wait, no, really? I, I, uh, yeah. What? Yeah. I love the gag when they're when they're on the plane. Like, why, why? Why? are you here, Alexandra? <laughs> yeah. And she's it's like, in the comic. Well, in the comic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. Yes. That might be my favorite gag in the movie. <laughs> I love that one. No, there, there's some really good gags in this movie. Yeah, he's great in this. You know, like for such a tiny character, like he kind of pulls off a really good, like, yeah, he's in it for himself, but he also loves them, kind of. You know, like. I, I he really walks like, that line pretty well. Yeah. yeah, he walks the line and and stays likable for the whole movie, you know, which is impressive. <laughs> and also while on the plane with Josie's love interest, Alan M. Wyatt. Uh Alan M. Period. Wyatt <laughs> renames the band Josie and the Pussycats. Uh, like Alan M. Like, how many Allens are in Riverdale that you've got to be like the initial guy? <laughs> <laughs> it is oh, kind of a... odd and i, I don't do know like i mean gag later of like adios adam 12 or whatever <laughs> yeah it's just trying to do that kind of like awkward joke i feel like it's uh the fu- it feels like a joke that would be in like austin powers or something i don't know well, it, it, it just, it, yeah i don't know i wonder if there was another alan character it you know i mean it's always one of the things that at at like you know, I did read about some of the history of Josie and the Pussycats be- before this, and they're like two or three characters. No, they're like three different characters that were initially like regular characters that were completely written out by the time you know. Now it's these characters. Like like Valerie was uh, used to be a um, you know just a white brunette named and Pepper, and then there were different uh, love interest and manager characters. Um, and over time that that'll change and I mean it's similar to the history of the peanuts because like the peanuts is always hilarious of just sort of like yeah Charlie Brown and Snoopy have always been there but every other character like was like written out and replaced like there are two different characters named Patty uh, and you know everyone's familiar with Peppermint Patty but there's another Patty character that was one of the original cast that like was rarely seen like about you know 10 years into the comics run like it used to be like shermy patty and i can't remember who the other like all right well we're we're not we're not we're not talking about fucking peanuts right now like you you start your own like peanuts podcast (laughs) just call it (laughs) cast i feel like you said something emily sorry i said uh, uh something about these nuts uh yeah <laughs> she sure did and on with the show <laughs> they changed the name without their permission making them very uncomfortable meanwhile mega record ceo fiona parker posey uh 
in an, an underground meeting with world government representatives, details how the United States government has conspired with the music industry to hide subliminal messages in pop music to indoctrinate teenagers into buying consumer products as part of a new trend each week, uh, thus helping to build a robust economy from the money that teenagers earn from minimum wage jobs and as and minimum wage jobs such as babysitting. I feel like that line was sort of ripped straight out of the movie and it works because that's that's the whole that's the thing they mm -hmm. want teenager money to keep the economy going because shit's too expensive for the adults and this is 2001 pre 9-11 folks yeah i mean it's oh, yeah. it's a mindset that still exists of why why younger demographics are so uh desirable and it is because of their uh access to disposable income disposable income yeah, <laughs> yeah. right I mean, um, they could also go more into like the fact that that sets you up for the rest of your life. But you know, this movie does it. Does, they don't have all the time in the world. You know, yeah, it, it's better that they just pick a thing and be like, "This is the reason for the crazy plot," and go with it. And I mean, ultimately, I, I, I love what Parker Posey's ultimate plan is. Of, yeah, like how like how sinister it is because it's like it's built as like this whole world domination thing, and ultimately, it's uh, we'll get to we'll get, it. But. We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see the future of that, and but I, I, like I, I always do say, for imagining it is good enough for me. But like, what is what is the world after if that successfully happens? She just has like an army of people saying she's cool. Like, I guess yeah, she just becomes the most she, famous person. I mean, but... she basically wants to be one of the Kardashians or Paris Hilton or someone who's just famous for being famous. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Uh, Trump wishes he was a very big man with an army of people to do everything that they ask them to do. Yeah. Uh, you know. Just take down the government for me. It's just one little government. And then we'll move on to the next one. Yeah. Um, but hey, musicians who discover the hidden message are made to disappear via staged plane crashes, drug overdoses, and similar disasters. I remember Elvis Presley in there. So they've been doing at least since like the 60s. Mm. Um, I can't remember anybody else who was actually in that montage. Well, they show like oh, they, they yeah. mentioned the plane crash. Yeah. I don't know. Well, they keep mentioning that. They but do they actually say Buddy Holly and the guys? Do they mention that? Uh, they not might so name, uh, but I think that there yeah. might be like there's you know news articles up on a big screen. Yeah, um, all the obvious ones, right? It's like is it Janis Joplin and you know it's just like oh, big yeah big names from the past that died from various things. But I think they didn't want it to be like too bad tastes or something so they probably went with like older ones right would make sense robert johnson robert johnson <laughs> deal with the devil yeah the, the originator of the uh curse of the 27 look it up right. kids if you've never heard of it um the band's first single, Pretend to be Nice, is released, and due to subliminal messaging, instantly becomes successful, soon topping the charts. However, Valerie increases their increasingly resents the attention the label gives Josie rather than the band as a whole, while Melody uncanny uh, while Melody's uncanny behavioral perception makes her suspicious of uh, Fiona and Wyatt. Because uh, like she's sort of idiot savantish. Mm. like she's perceptive she's just not intelligent yeah uh 
Fiona orders Wyatt to kill the pair before they uncover the conspiracy. They are sent to a fake appearance on MTV's Total Request Live, where two Carson Daly... No, it says two Carson Daly impersonators. When there's a Carson wrong. Daly impersonator yeah. and Carson Daly, the impersonator played by Aries Spears... Uh, you Hilariously... The yeah. other credited as the other Carson Daly. Yeah, well, I mean, we never get name. his real name. Yeah, uh, but that's but his also, character name. I, I mean, I thought that this was one of the more interesting, like, pseudo dated references because, like, Total Request Live was huge around this time. But like, oh yeah, once yeah. Carson Daly left the show, it kind of fell apart. Um, and Carson Daly has done a pretty decent job of distancing himself from it so you know it's kind of interesting to see like this is kind of the beginnings of his like being famous for being himself rather than being famous for being the host of trl so mm-hmm. all i remember is he used to just get shit on constantly he did <laughs> you know, like like when he tried to move over to doing talk shows and uh i i, I think like Back in Ireland, we would get the main ones, so I would watch Conan and stuff. But they'd always—I don't—I remember always hearing about this Carson Daly show, but you couldn't watch it; like they wouldn't license it. Like no one gives. <laughs> so it's like it's just like this phantom figure that they, you know, one show says he's coming up later, and everyone else is just making jokes about him all the time, but then he sucks. <laughs> just like wow, that guy sounds pretty bad. Don't know what his deal is. Also, like. TRL, I guess TRL had its own like we would get the English version of that. Yeah, yeah. they probably uh, they probably did. Um, there was the specific specific versions. They did. They I I'm sure they showed the American one, but I probably wasn't. They, they probably it. showed I the wasn't UK watching one. MTV at this time. Yeah, time. I mean because like the UK, the British charts and the American charts are completely different, and they probably yeah. you know in Ireland, I would think that the UK charts would be more relevant. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, they'd be identical basically. Yeah, you know for the most part. Um. Oh, um, fun <laughs> fact before I finish the sentence. The filming of this movie is where Tara Reid and Carson Daly ended up meeting. They quickly become, became engaged. This movie came out in April of 2001, and they had broken off their engagement by June of 2001. Ah, <laughs> <Fun laughs> uh, I mean, that's Tara Reid. That's definitely her persona. <laughs> I'm sure oh, that's yeah. also Carson Daly, man. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they attempt to kill the the two girls with baseball bats. Yes, the with girls baseball survive. bats for some reason. <laughs> it, it, the most so effective aggressive. weapon for killing someone. <laughs> it's just like, what is the end result of this? They're just bashed in like horrible. It's like this movie is weird, you know, and I like it. It's like really feels genuinely subversive for a pg-13 movie unlike sometimes where it's kind of like yeah you know it's like it's doing like a sarcastic joke or irony and stuff but really at the end of the day it's like but this movie is like pushing weird boundaries and you're kind of like okay i don't know if if you needed to do that or if that was a good idea but uh oh and i when when i give my verdict i'm definitely going to talk about you know some aspects of this flick that you know, I had feelings on. Looking <laughs> mm. like, but there, there's some good like anti-capitalist subversion in here. And that might yeah, hundred percent. Why it failed? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's also that like yeah, similar to Starship Troopers, people not picking up on that. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's probably a bit 
too subtle, even though it's so not subtle, but <laughs> oh, it's so not subtle. <laughs> people don't pick up on things. I don't know. Um, all right. They failed to die due to their attackers' incompetence. Rather than allow her to attend a big gig, to attend a gig by not big, gig by Alan M. Claiming it was canceled, Wyatt instead gives Josie a copy of the group's latest single, You Don't See Me, which contains a subliminal message track designed to brainwash her into desiring a solo career. After arguing with her bandmates, Josie realizes that the single caused her, caused the fight. Um, I, I did find that scene really interesting. Because, like, oh as God. you notice, like, you know, not only the effects of, like, moving parts of the frame to give mm. like a little fish eye but also as she walks through like the world gets more twisted until she ends up collapsed in front of a like boarded up closed down property mm. mm -hmm. oh yeah that's cool it's like, like i think yeah i thought that sequence was really good you know it was like this movie yeah it's not afraid to be like hey this is an actual shitty time she's having at least for a minute you know yeah um and then, but then the fucking movie phone. Oh my god, I died. Oh yeah, the movie phone oh, guy movie phone telling I her how it. she how she's it. the best and everything is just <laughs> so wonderful. We're not we're not quite to that yet. Okay, because okay, we're just about to discover by going to uh, her suspicions are confirmed when she uses a mixing board to amplify the subliminal track. However, Fiona catches her unawares. I don't, I don't know why that has an S at the end. Sorry. <laughs> like it, it, it uh, that is actually has, how that, that uh, is it, correct unawares. phrasing for that usage. Yes. Yeah, huh. you can say that. Okay. Yeah, unawares. Yeah. I know it's weird, but that that is. That's actually... the English language for you. Yep. <laughs> English language. It'll you want to understand you. it? Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you want consistent rules? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's I before E, except for C, except for these like fifty other words. Good luck. Yep. Weird, USA. Weird words. USA. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, Can't be French with its only sixteen regular verbs. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I do love though that like the subliminal track is the movie phone guy. I don't I don't think we really like mentioned that when we first found out, but mm, yeah. like as a person, dead, but yeah, know. I'm pretty sure he's dead. I mean, like honestly, as a person who uh, you know grew up using movie phone, like that just tickled. <laughs> it, it just made me so happy, and you know I think about showing this movie to I don't know anyone who was born after like 1995 probably and like it's like they, they wouldn't have a fucking clue would they yeah they, no, they, I mean, they would have no love for the movie phone guy TJ yeah. makes this a bit more of a time capsule for yeah. to an extent. You you have uh put the man in his grave when he has not even reached it yet. All right, he's alive. Oh, he's alive? Hey, yeah. I'm happy that I'm wrong. He's <laughs> probably can we hire he's him? cashed that freaking check. <laughs> yeah. Like he's Let's... probably retired because he doesn't need to work anymore. He oh, made so hire... much money off this shit. <laughs> I, I can hope he's on one of those weird services for like washed yeah, up celebrities because I kind of I I kind of want him to. I want to pay him to say stuff. Hi there, Emily. I'm the guy from Movie Phone. <laughs> if you know the name of the movie you'd like to see, please press one. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. I mean, I've always said you sound like Movie Phone guy. <laughs> 
Um, I mean, with a little more work, I could probably get like the right cadence, but you know, we didn't have it. But uh, I think my first, you know, I would see it in comedy shows a lot. But like the Seinfeld episode where Kramer becomes the movie yeah, phone guy, no, that's, that's kind of a classic. One of my favorite things yeah. ever. <laughs> Cultural touchstone. Why don't you just tell me the movie you want to see when he, he can't do the number parts? <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. All right, Mega Records have organized a giant pay-per-view concert that will be live that will be streamed online. I'm just thinking about like live online streaming in 2001 oh, and God. how awful it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think so much a, AOL I, in this movie. I was gonna say <laughs> so much AOL. <laughs> I I think I had I I'm pretty positive I had a cable modem by that point. So nice. Fancy. Like, weren't you fancy? <laughs> what did you guys not have cable modems in fucking two thousand one in, Fuck in Dover no. and Sherburne? I'm sure I did, but I was gonna say, uh, come on, man! Like Reading was, was a test market, though. I'm pretty my sure I had a sixteen point six k potato. <laughs> Sorry, go on. My, my street probably got cable modem at like the end of two thousand, I guess. But I definitely remember dialing up with AOL. A lot in high school. Oh yeah, I mean, it's the yeah. messenger. Gotta go see if my friends are on there. <laughs> Let's all go home and hang out online. <laughs> what are you doing? Nothing. What are you doing? Nothing. That was just a tease. To Jerking us, it to we... three pixels. <laughs> yeah. We'd even got those like the famous billion CDs that they made for that shit and sent everywhere. Like oh, they, they were ending posters. up. Yeah, well, they ended up in Europe, and it's like none of the shit was available. It's like, <laughs> it's like you, the disc is literally worthless. Like you couldn't no. even do anything with it. Poster. It didn't exist. They were there. they were pretty worthless when they came out. To be fair, so yeah, <laughs> they were. Um, wherein they plan to unleash a major subliminal message via themed cat ears headsets that viewers must buy to hear the audio. Also, what like. What in the goddamn ticket master of this? Um, <laughs> Fiona and Wyatt plan for Josie to perform solo, but when the band insists on performing together, the pair hold Melody and Valerie hostage, threatening to kill them in a stage car explosion if they do not comply. However, the badly injured members of Dujour arrive and thwart the pair's plan while surviving the plane crash by landing. <laughs> I hate this joke. I still giggle at it, but I hate this joke because, like, <laughs> metalheads aren't going to do that. Metalheads right. will threaten to do this, but yeah. they won't. Well, I, I don't mean, know. The, the, I don't the know, fact man. Specifically, Metallica, especially considering yeah, that, like, not, what yeah. Mechal how Metallica was like, this was like Metallica right around the same time as Napster. Yes. Where, where, where Metallica lost so much street cred um, oh, yeah. for their reaction to Napster. Um, yeah. So. Like, it dates this movie. I don't know. Yeah. It, it, it's a joke that landed like a lead balloon for me this time. I was just like, oh, okay. But I know another one will be right around the corner. So, it's oh, like... yeah. What? Am um, I the only person who's still bitter about fucking Metallica and Napster? No, no fuck those guys. I hate them. People still hate Metallica because of that. So, I hate uh, them for many God. reasons, <laughs> not just that. So well, many more. Their music kind of sucks these days. Yeah, that's, the music yeah. has sucked since like the Black Album, in my opinion. Yeah, but people say before, but 
Yeah. No, so I, they I'm landed with you, TJ. That's cloud. around the time. Oh, uh, yeah. I thought your yeah. favorite album was Reload. <laughs> <laughs> give me fuel. Give me fire. Give me that which I desire. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. We don't want to get super Metallica. Oh, sorry. I thought maybe if we both did it, like broken up like oh, that, yeah, we could break it the up. Rule. Yeah. yeah. Virtual <laughs> high five. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, they, they get severely assaulted by fans of Metallica in the mid- by landing in the middle of their concert. Uh, except for Les, who is who, who knew, knew the words lines of Enter <laughs> Sandman. <laughs> So he it's was still a funny gag. <laughs> okay, I forgot the la- that last part yeah, of it, which it, did make me laugh. That, yeah. That's the laugh, <laughs> not like Metallica fans beating them up, but like right. I tutored somebody in math who who always played the song Enter Sandman, so I knew some of it. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah, um, the trio fight Fiona, Wyatt, and their security guards. I do love how adept Tara Reed's character is at kung fu. Like, mm-hmm. like, I mean, it just feels like it should unexplained. have been in the the the, uh, the Carson Daly fight, but you know, yeah, still, it, it should I, nah. the, the fight choreography <laughs> between um, uh, Parker Posey and uh, and Rachel Lee Cook, though, I fucking love it because oh, it's yeah. just like so pathetic. It's, oh, yeah. it's pretty good, so and it's got like proper amped music and camera yeah. angles. <laughs> yeah, and just like mm-hmm. slapping, slappy slap, slap. Not even mm-hmm. slapping. <laughs> yeah, like the yeah. slapping well, like, is like, like the, the, the like flapping your hand sort of slap that's the obvious part of it but then like they do they add even more on that with them kind of like rolling on the trying to fight from the ground and you know yeah more stupid (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah no it's it's delightfully stupid um during the tussle josie accidentally destroys the machine Josie doesn't he, actually. Josie no, tricks. Jo- yeah, Josie yeah. tricks. Uh, tricks Josie tricks the, Fiona into yeah, smashing the just, machine. Yeah. Yeah. Classic bait and switch. Yeah. Yep. Used to generate the message, revealing a new subliminal message to be one that would make Fiona universally popular. Uh, I, I do love that her ultimate goal, though, is just like I everybody want wants to be to my friend. <laughs> yeah. I'm just the coolest person. I like. I sort of hate that they go like. I would rather them go the lisp route instead of the original route, which was oh, yeah. used to be fat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Parker I mean, Posey I do think that is better, but no. I mean, we've discussed in the life of Brian <laughs> episode, we but discussed like, that so... like making fun of speech impediments really isn't funny anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so... No, it really isn't. But at this time it still was, which is, yeah. yeah. But when you had shallow Hal right around this time as well, you don't need like two fat phobic comedies. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, Shadow House is pretty bad. Oh, I want to revisit it, but I'm sure it's so bad. It's pretty bad. <laughs> um, Just as a movie, whatever about it. it's politics. I mean, yeah, I mean, that was the thing. Everyone was like, I, the it's bad in all ways, probably. Yeah, but the politics aside, it's still a terrible movie. And Fiona suffers a breakdown and reveals that she that her list made her a social outcast in high school lisping lisa uh while wyatt reveals that his appearance is a disguise he went to the same school as fiona but was persecuted and uh persecuted in unpopular albino um this is such a dumb gag, but it actually works so it, but narratively it works so i don't care mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it, well it's like all right freaks together let the popular yeah. people be popular mm. which not the best message uh 
but hey they're finally admitting who they are so i guess that's a positive message yeah yeah you deserve to be loved no matter how no matter what you sound like or look no like. it's all about how much money you spend on on the products in this featured in this film <laughs> spend all of your money and we will this is the best film ever <laughs> josie and the pussy guys is the best movie ever yeah i mean really really this was made by scientologists <laughs> uh, is that true <laughs> i'm sure there's scientologists <laughs> that worked on it <laughs> yeah i don't um, like i don't you know as fun as as much as i say it's subversive and it's you know it's doing all that stuff i don't think it really works as a satire but it's i think it really works as a comedy you know i, I think like, it works as uh as commentary on product placement yeah really that, well, part, so. that part is great. like i don't know how much you could call it a satire on yeah, it but like you know. like it definitely is commentary it, i mean oh, in, yeah. around this time they're like we realize that like like you know, it's better to hide subliminal messages in movies than in <laughs> than in music, and that's what's hilarious about this because this entire movie has so much "quote unquote" subliminal uh, product placement. So, oh god. So, what's TJ saying? Oh, I was trying to point to you because oh. you seemed like you were trying to say something. Uh, I'm trying no, to like I, get I, better about like. Uh, we're doing team building, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Crew resource management. Yeah. Do, do we have uh, like a, a ball to pass around or a stick? Uh, Doesn't it, isn't I, that a I, thing in these? I, like, I, I need a device. Oh, that, you can like, hand raise, I think. Oh, you can I just need, mute everyone. <laughs> no, yeah. I need a device that like pops out of like TJ's table and just hits him in the balls every time I try to get his attention. <laughs> That's a great idea. Good luck can we them. can we work on that? Who's the best engineer? We could come up with something like that. Some sort of ball punching USB device. Yes. <laughs> All right. The two immediately bond because they're freaks. Um, the government agents colluding with Fiona arrive, but with the conspiracy exposed, they arrest the pair as scapegoats to cover up their involvement in the scheme. They abandon the idea of spreading subliminal messages via music, deciding that movies are far more effective. Join the Navy. Um, Josie, Valerie, e Melody. <laughs> <laughs> Samson's reference. Samson started it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, the it's trio perform the con <laughs> the trio perform the concert together. Aladdin arrives and confesses his love for Josie. How the fuck did she hear him from way back in the crowd? Because he's um, crowd surfing, and she can yeah. read lips. <laughs> I do. I do yeah. like during this whole sequence. It's uh, at least Val and, and Melody continue to play their instruments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're they're a drummer and bassist. They know how to just like hold pattern until lead guitar kicks back in, and you go back into vocals. Like it's a thing that happens all the time. It shows. They do a little bit of it that it's like awkward, but they should lean into it more than they do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's crazy that they like they went to a bad camp, which, you know, hilarious with Tara Reid, <laughs> um, but to mm -hmm. like learn how to convincingly look like they were playing their instruments. And like, honestly, the, the amount of shots in which you actually see them playing their instruments are pretty few and far between. It's not like the major like guitar solo sequence from like Back to the Future in which yeah. it's just like, like he does need to convincingly know how to play his guitar in this it's like yeah. a lot of this it's just like 
they can kind of just like shoot them like like from the shoulders up and they'll look fine yeah (laughs) they get i think they which is what they do most of the time i I was looking i was looking at the obvious one that would be tara reed because it's obviously way harder to fake drumming than fake playing bass Mm -hmm. um and there's some good shots of her you know like there's shots of her doing fills and stuff you know so it's like i think it's pretty seamless like yeah, I'm just saying that there's less that, that, you know, when you do that, there should be more shots because like it is there. It is in it. It's just like there's no yeah. shots that really like. Focus yeah, but on it like, I, can, like I actually think that's a good sign for the filmmakers in general, because you are, you know, even if you're not showing it a ton, like it's yeah. enough that if like people know what they're looking for, they can spot like, wow, they obviously obviously have no idea what they're doing. Like, right. I actually appreciate when like a film goes to you know like puts that uh, enough like it it was only two weeks but it's enough effort to you know Mm -hmm. make you go wow you actually gave a shit about all the details here oh no uh, who is film does give a shit which is what why it's you know yeah they're really good does. directors. I'm surprised Absolutely. they didn't didn't do more. Honestly, like this is I know because this, it, bombed this but, TV. But, because yeah. financially this didn't do very well. It's so stupid. Yeah, but that's why. Like the it only other dumb. feature I think they've directed was like a like 2005 TV movie, and then they've done some TV, and that's about it. And did they stay a duo? I think they are still a duo. They might have broken up at some point. I don't know. Oh, leap year. Made of um, honor. Okay, so they did. Uh, oh, they they, some, they like, have a lot of rom-coms. writing credits. They have a lot of writing right. credits, but not a lot of directing credits. Okay. Uh, who was who was the singer that did Rachel Lee Cook's voice? Oh, the singer from Letters to Cleo. I don't remember her name. Yeah, don't remember her name. But yeah, it's Letters not Cleo? Cleo. That's cool. Uh, They're writing we, we letters did... to Cleo. Oh, to Cleo. Oh, we got as far as Alan M arrives and confess- confesses his love for Josie, who returns his feelings because they've been like horribly awkward this entire movie. Hey, and, hey, like, if if people could communicate well in movies, we wouldn't have have movies. So yeah, <laughs> uh, it's true. I, I always love when like cell phones became a thing. And it's just like they needed to constantly explain why people didn't have cell phones on them or their batteries mm-hmm. weren't charged or they weren't getting mm-hmm. reception. And it's just like you see that all the rock. time because it's like if you could solve it by a phone call they would and it's just like well now we have to write a reason for them to not be able to solve it by a phone call mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and now um you really feel like you don't notice it at the time but sometimes when i'm like re-reflecting on a new movie i just saw i'm like ah oh, they use the phones really well you know like they really actually <laughs> thought it it's something you really have to think through just like before them you had to think through why how 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 can this believably lead to this? I don't know. I mean, I, I just love that like the horror trope of the killers inside the calls coming from inside the house. Like now, cell phones are a thing, and that's not a trope anymore. It's like, but it's so much mm. easier for that to be. The case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard to do right. I think you notice it when they fuck it up. You know. Yeah. Interesting. I feel like you're right. We we need like a new remake of uh, you know, when a stranger calls. Yeah. All right. Uh, the concert audience removes their headsets at Josie's suggestion. Like whoever wrote this isn't like getting the movie. Um, Sounds cause... like a lot of people didn't get the movie. Yeah. It's still like some of these things kind of come back, but like the reviews on it on IMDb, on Metacritic, everywhere are still bad, you know, which is dumb, I think, because mm-hmm. it's good. 
It's not the best movie ever, but it's pretty good. Uh, and then, like, the crowd is able to judge the band on its own merits for the first time. For the first time, roar their approval. There we go. Yay. Yay. Uh, that was what you're <laughs> I don't know. I, like, there's a lot of interesting stuff in this movie. And again, like, as we were mentioning earlier, I think this is a movie that is misunderstood in similar ways that people still misunderstand Starship Troopers. Mm-hmm. Or at least, it, like, Starship Troopers the movie, not Starship Troopers the novel. Like, mm-hmm. Starship Troopers yeah. the novel is definitely much more like, no, this is a good idea. Yeah, like no, I mean, that, yeah, I, I, yeah, I heard it basically. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, I heard it described uh, as, as 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 uh, Starship Troopers the movie is a satire of fascism. Starship Troopers the novel is just fascist. <laughs> yeah, it's just a love letter to fascism. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. uh, also, it's like it's just filled with so many good comic performances. You know, I'm just remember. Obviously, the Wikipedia doesn't bring up Missy Pyle, but like Missy Pyle is uh playing um i, I don't actually understand i didn't really understand she's like a throwaway character from josie and the Pussy. i guess she's probably I mean, well like story i said she's their like, rival she or something has, she's the sister of their manager who probably becomes their manager at some point during the comic run yeah. okay right well i mean but i thought she yeah, was brilliant I mean, my understanding this. Very is, funny. Like, she's basically the the old mr witherspoon if we're going with a scooby-doo uh comparison because it's okay. like, like basically it was like yeah she's 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 the constant like it was hers the villain what um constantly whereas like everyone else is just kind of like uh josie is more or less daphne valerie is more or less as uh velma melody is more or less scooby <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, oh. uh Alan oh, is that's problematic. Alan is Fred, and uh, and, and what Alex is uh is, is Shaggy, but you know, uh, it was a little, you know, more focused on the gag than the relationship between Shaggy and Scooby, as Shaggy and Scooby as Scooby Doo usually is. But you hmm. know, I did find it funny. There was a like news scroll at one point in their first week of popularity that talked about um how Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and Lucy Liu will play the band in an upcoming movie. Yep, another uh, hilarious, like, dated reference that no one gets anymore. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. but uh, Peter Teschner, the editor of Josie and the Pussycats, was also the editor of Charlie's Angels, featuring those three. So, yeah. interconnected universes. Nice. Nice. I don't know. Anybody else got anything else? I'm just scrolling oh, through the we got we got to the trivia. end of the thing. Yeah, no, yeah. it was definitely an anticlimactic ending. It, <laughs> well, then you, all along. That's what yeah, we did get like during the credits, there's the whole like outtakes awesome. sort of thing. Out, outtakes yeah. at the end of a comedy movie thing yeah. where everyone's doing the singing and dancing. Yep. Everyone uh, had a good time making this movie, and let's remind them that everyone had a good time making this movie. Yeah, I'd love it if, like, behind the scenes, they were actually all just getting whipped constantly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'd love to see it, like, like, yeah, yeah, a film that has, like, during the credits, it's, like, I just, like, um, uh, what's the, 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 the director's tirade on iHeart Happy's? <laughs> right, yeah, or Christian Bale. <laughs> or like, Christian Bale. You're a professional, <laughs> yeah. professional yes. bollocks. <laughs> like classic moments like that that would be christian bale you're you're on like a third tier terminator movie just you're an amateur man you're an amateur yeah he he fucked over the script because it wasn't supposed to be about his character and then he oh god 
I, that like a terrible. <laughs> it's so it's so disappointing how bad the like everything after Terminator Two is. It, like it's so disorganized and such a disaster. Like I know some people were saying nice things about the last one, and some people hated it. But I, I've heard very mixed what, things. But from yeah. what I know, I saw I the first it. what happens in the first two minutes, and I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> because like I literally like started watching it and watched the first ten oh, minutes or something, well, and it's I was a hard like, retcon that like negates yeah. the existence of you know three other movies. Yeah, so I didn't like that much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but like Rise of the Machines, Salvation, and Genesis are all fucking shit, and I'd yeah. rather you just negate the existence. I mean, of the fact of the matter is, like Genesis actually I, I think could have worked Genesis. with an with hmm. an R with an R rating. I think Genesis could have worked. But with PG thirteen, it really just didn't have the impact it needed to. Um, also, they needed to kill uh, what uh, J.K. Simmons' character. They needed to kill him. Uh, like the fact that he lives in stupid. So, <laughs> but whatever. He needed we'll, a brutal death. We'll <laughs> die if we start talking about Terminator. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. All um... right. It sounds like it's time to get to verdicts because uh, you know I know T.J. wants to like have yeah. a reasonable length episode today and. Uh, that's fair i feel like we're getting off topic now uh alan cumming does have a reference to going to your 10-year reunion where he does like a fourth wall break i do kind of wish there were more fourth wall breaks in this because there are times that they would have worked better yeah uh, but the ones that we get are funny like the yeah. it, like i'm here because i'm in the comic um the like we find that subliminal messaging works better in movies like both those gags are great mm-hmm. <laughs> but like especially like the we found it works better in movies. I want them to look down the barrel instead yeah. of like looking around. Like, yeah, I do wish the that they, big that one they I turned it. Yeah. They should have said it directly to camera. Uh, but Alan Cummings was also in Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion, which we should mm-hmm. probably do at some point as well. Cause I want to revisit that. Yeah. That'd be fun. Um, talking about huge success at your 10th year reunion. Like that'd be a fun one, right? Em? Yes. Yeah. Good. It's a good flick. I watched it like very recently, honestly. Oh, oh nice. I haven't seen it in a million years, but it is. A, I remember it being an absolute blast. Yeah, it, it holds up pretty well. Uh, really, really good performances. Like, not all the jokes work for me, but uh, it's still a really fun watch. TJ, you were going to say something? Um, Jen Soka and Sylvia Soka appear uncredited as extras in this movie. They are twins who direct horror movies and also met Catherine Isabella who is one of the like screaming girls uh, mm. through this movie and ended up doing a number of horror movies with her uh, the one I remember quickest is American Mary which is like a med student who starts doing medical procedures and you know kind of goes down that uh, Hellraiser route it's fun <laughs> if As you like you horror do. yeah <laughs> the good route uh Apparently, this was one of the first films to auction off its props on eBay. <laughs> okay. Uh, awesome. That's weird. <laughs> Gotta make the money back somehow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think that I had anything else really good. So yeah, let's get into verdicts. Who wants to start it? Uh, sure, I'll go. <laughs> since I said something first, I guess. Um, Yeah, definitely see it for me. I thought that I had actually never seen this before, which I find surprising, but me too. Uh, I actually really enjoyed this. It's not like, you know, it. it's actually, it's not, I was going to say it's not the best movie ever, but like it actually is 
fairly competent, believe it, you know, surprisingly. Um, and it's also just a whole lot of fun. Like I, and you know, the, the people in it are, are cool too. So yeah, definitely see it for me. Uh, uh, yeah. Also from <laughs> you me. made the mistake of speaking. You must yeah. go. <laughs> 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 um i say see this movie also don't really have anything to add to what emily said it's not like a super complex movie you know like but like i think there's a little even like you just said there's little you know there's a lot of details in this movie so it's rewatchable in that way and uh it's very funny that's the main thing uh like as a comedy it works Kind of reminds me of uh, Bar- how I felt with Barbie, but not as good. Barbie's better, but you know that same kind of feeling where it's like it manages to be as good as any comedy while that not really being its main thing, right? I mean, is, would you just call this a comedy or would you say it's like uh, something else? I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd call it a like comedy. Comedy yeah. with musical elements. Well, musical. Satirical comedy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, historical yeah. drama historical <laughs> drama yeah i really enjoyed this historical drama uh and uh yeah i mean it is see. a time capsule of the 90s in a lot of ways actually yeah, yeah. that's kind of fair the well, the the, the didn't work because everyone everyone here is still fucking obsessed with brands so oh, sorry I, I i did find it really funny that one of the major pushes of like of the like 73 advertisers in this was sega and the dreamcast oh and, yeah like, baby two or three months after this movie came out the dreamcast was a dead system yeah you better <laughs> you better believe my sega fanboy ass was having all of those thoughts and more and completely <laughs> distracted from anything else that was happening in the scene when they were going to a sega dome with a big sega thing on the wall and i'm like what is happening right now you're like i can only get so hard yeah exactly (laughs) but that's that's the joy of watching movies from the late 90s is that you get these yeah before uh, before sega Sega exploded oh it's so sad a hardware company and forced to just make software now (laughs) yeah but they did so much crazy marketing like this you know there were so many desperate grabs to survive that's so hilarious though is also about sega's collapse is this the notion of like like basically the chip makers for both the PlayStation and the N64 both went to Sega first and they said no. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh like, like you could have had either the PlayStation or the N64 if you just had had been more willing to to take outside help instead of wanting to develop everything in-house. <laughs> so I, I read and watch a lot of game history stuff, and really the fall of Sega is really one of the best like stories oh, in the so whole sad. industry ever. Ever. Yeah. like everyone's hu- it's a great tale of hubris and the, the best part is but when we still haven't got it but there's a japanese game by them on the dreamcast about the failure of the company they had literally <laughs> released a game about them about to die as they died <laughs> called sega oh. gaga um <laughs> that, but it's that, still oh there's been God. many it's really hard to translate it's like all it's like an rpg it's just all dialogue and there's been some attempts but it's it's not been done and i don't even know if they would have able to get it all across but that's what they were in japan that's what they were doing they were marketing it in this bizarre like we're fucking up kind of way after a while it's yeah it's good stuff that sounds oh. amazing though uh Fas- fascinating company well, yeah, at least fascinating. Not anymore, but back then. Yeah. Well, it's still they're still that. great, but yeah. they still do awesome stuff. But I mean, like 
the crazy days are over you know <laughs> like for all for a lot yeah of now companies. they just kind of they, they still do stuff with arcade consoles but uh, mostly it's just licensing their characters or developing like third-party games um, yeah so and it's good that the some of it is over because you had the guys like at blizzard being absolute creeps you know <laughs> so there was a lot of things that needed like the 90s and the 80s like you know yeah it's it's one of those it's like wolf of wall street or some shit yeah i'm glad <laughs> we're not there anymore honestly yeah um yeah Okay, I mean, I guess I'll go. I mean, like, this is obviously, uh, let's see it. It's a lot of fun. Like, this whole movie, like, it flows along pretty well. The product placement is hysterical. Um, Like, I love the fucking McDonald's shit in the shower. Mm-hmm. Like, because that's a so totally good. logical place to have McDonald's product placement. <laughs> <laughs> I just took a nice shower. I think I'm going to go eat some McDonald's. Yeah. I really want a Big Mac. You're a vegetarian. Yeah. No, but I really gag. want a Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah i mean it's like like everything about this is 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 fun and i mean especially like i i feel like this was like like product placement has gotten so much worse since this Mm. movie came out that it's just like kind of it makes it even all the more hysterical um but really is it's just like the inappropriate places that there is is product placement in this is just so funny and it's just like but that's kind of how things that's how it is now i mean it's just like like you know i love i love like all the like like freaking um stadium naming rights bullshit because like there's all kinds of research that points to it's not an effective way to to advertise and yet almost every stadium is named after some fucking incorporation (laughs) so it's like it's bizarre but it's like it happens so yeah they fucking nailed it you know like yet another movie just perfectly saying hey there's a dystopia coming up and then you watch it 23 (laughs) years later you're like yep there it is (laughs) just like you said thanks yep yeah, I don't know what I really have to add to what anybody else has said because I think that everything that I could say has already been said. Like, oh, thanks, especially DJ. just the like, you know, twenty three years later, like this movie is even more worth revisiting because it's like we're on the path to idiocracy, and like this was predicting it twenty years ago in a pre nine eleven mm. world, and then authoritarianism took over, and it just got worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it doesn't have the thing about I don't like about idiocracy though, where it's kind of like geneticy based. Yeah, that the reason no, that everyone it, gets that, dumb that has, as opposed yeah, to like a lack angle. of. Yeah, no, I, I mean idi- like idiocracy either. has has its moments. Um, it definitely has problems as you delve into it. Like honestly, the whole notion of the the pimp trying to hunt down Maya Rudolph's character, like it never really landed when it came out and just has gotten more problematic over time. Um, oh, so, yeah. but I don't know. That's idiocracy. Watch it. This is at, Josie and the at some point guys. we're going to watch idiocracy for this. I'm sure. So yeah, yeah. definitely. Probably age like Malk or who the fuck was this made for? One of the two. Terry, Terry Cruz is out doing uh prostate cancer PSAs oh, as his com- president Cabancho. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's awesome. I think you're on YouTube. Check him out. For your twenty twenty three bingo card. <laughs> I think that his father died from prostate cancer. And he's yeah. kind of like he's just using a character that people don't take seriously to talk about right. a serious topic. It was really good. I watched the whole yeah. like eight minute little film. It was it was well done, you know. Yeah. It's like yeah. I learned a little and I had fun. 
yeah. Oh yeah, he goes through an entire colonoscopy in it. Yeah, he has a live colon. Well, Ooh, yeah, you don't see the yeah. inside part. Well, you yeah. do actually. A little, you know, so, you do, Emily. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. You yeah. see yeah. a little. Oh. <laughs> Just not the kind of hardcore stuff you're into, where they really get in there for hours. <laughs> yeah, th- this is definitely a scene for me. It's uh... on medical YouTube videos. I'm not mm-hmm. insinuating anything mm-hmm. improper. It, it's a fun movie that in some ways hasn't aged well and in other ways has been oddly prophetic and I really enjoy it. it it's probably not one I'm going to revisit for, you know, at least a few years. But if I meet somebody who's like, oh, you've never seen Josie and the Pussycats? Fuck it. It's worth watching. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. Check, 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 check it out. Yeah. Uh, Sweet. Unanimous. See it. We don't get those all the time. Um. Pork, where can people find what you're watching? Oh, uh, Criticator.com uh, slash MyAlert. Uh, Dan, where can people find your webcomic? Uh, you can find my webcomic at withfetus.com. Emily, update again. Uh, I hope you guys have been thinking of like what a final word might be, because I haven't. Emily, where can people find us elsewhere? <laughs> uh, TJ and I have another podcast. It's called New England Beer Reviews. If you can't tell by the title, we talk about New England beer. Well, also just beer in general, but whatever. Anyway, uh, beer, beer good. Um, and uh, also you can check out check me out on the most recent bonus episode of well there's your problem where i talk about legionella it's very good it is very good we all Uh, i think we should all congratulate you on that it's good fine performance yeah well thanks yeah (laughs) and you might be able to see me i I, yeah, no, I'm gonna hold off on that. One. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I don't know if it's gonna get cut. It's, it <laughs> yeah. might get cut. Knowing me, it might get cut. Uh, Why did you? Like... I didn't swear. And that was the good thing. <laughs> wow. Oh, good yeah, no, I, I kept myself from swearing for like six whole minutes. <laughs> did you write it? Did you write a script? No, no cursing in it. No, because I didn't know what I was going to be asked, so right. I couldn't just write a script. But okay. I was just trying to like think of breweries. But hey, I, I kind of meant I was about... thinking like Nathan Fielder in the rehearsal, like you wrote oh, down like right. thousands, thousands of possible oh. avenues so that it could go down. Ask me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was like, "So, what do you?" think of the part oh i fucking i, I oh god i did it again. it's the 30th time in a row i think the worst thing i did was either wipe my brow because i was hot it was hot in here mm. or uh drink coffee and it was uh, actually okay. coffee yeah then you're gonna be fine i should be fine um shit we're still on show um yep. uh I don't know. We're supposed to be doing the final word part. Fiona final oh, word oh no, is... we're supposed to talk about talking about where we can find us other places first. That's right. Uh, we have a Patreon. Give us money. We love you. Please give us money. Love us back. Um, and we have a Twitter or X or whatever the X. fuck you want to call it. The website um, formerly known as Twitter. Yeah. Hello, how news articles are starting to refer to it as such. I guess the little Elon <laughs> Musk corner, uh, he is said nothing about a Saudi Arabian man who's being killed for tweets that he sent out to 10 followers 
uh, by the Saudi Arabian government. Well, I mean, right now, Musk hasn't said anything about it. Yeah, right now he's suing the Anti-Defamation League because he thinks that, like, the fact that he's allowed a bunch of bigots on his platform um, and they've pointed it out has cost him advertising revenue. And it's like, no, you should have just not let the bigots on your platform, but whatever. Massive twat. And he is a bigot, also. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's what the other thing is like, and they're implying that I'm I'm a bigot, and it's just like, well, you have some yeah. statements that are problematic there, Elon. So, oh yeah, uh, you can also see what I'm watching on Letterbox.com backslash siosi, similar to our Patreon. Uh, yeah, shit, I feel like I had a final word a minute ago. You love Fiona. Fiona is the coolest person ever. You love TJ. TJ is your benevolent overlord. No, we don't. You think he's cool. Oh, no. He's going to do it in the edit, guys. Watch out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mix this down to see what subliminal messages are in this episode. Uh, Something in the 12th audio track is going to be kind of sinister, I expect. So I'm actually going to go over and destroy all the recording equipment before it can happen to you, dear listener. Wait, you can't be hearing this if I did that. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) And on that happy note, bye. Bye. Bye.